0: In this episode, I'm going to take you with me on a trip to southern Mexico, and we're going to look at a couple of barrels in a mezcal distillery. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. It is wonderful how much can be done if we are always doing. Thomas Jefferson. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas. Today, I'm going to talk about a trip to Oaxaca, Mexico. But before I do that, I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to go to DoZoneDNA.com and take the DoZone DNA profile. It's a personality profile assessment built specifically for entrepreneurs, and it teaches you how you operate so that you can build a world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's dozonedna.com. Also, to make sure you don't miss any future episodes, I want you to subscribe on Apple and or Spotify. Leave a review if you like it. Uh, you know, tell me in private if you don't. <laughs> or you can leave a bad review if you want. It's fine. Doesn't matter. But uh, back to my trip to Oaxaca. First of all, Oaxaca is the uh, the the mothership of a liquor called mezcal. And mezcal is made from agave. It's not tequila because it's not made in tequila, which is an actual city in Mexico. Uh, but it is also uh, made in a different way. So it's made from the same plant, but in a different way. They usually distill it in clay pots and uh, they'll stick a turkey breast in there and, and it picks up this kind of smoky, meaty flavor. And it's amazing. Some people hate it. I love it. I love it so much that I took, a, I took a special trip to Mexico, just to drive down to the state of Oaxaca, where all, almost all mezcal is made. And uh, we ended up in this tiny little village that whose name is escaping me uh, at the moment. Uh, there was a giant tree, like one of the biggest trees I've ever seen, El Arbol de Tule. Uh, and then there was Santiago Matadlan, that's what it was called, Santiago Matadlan. Uh, this tiny little village where most of the world's mezcal is made. And so there was a uh, a mezcaleria, a little distillery, on the side of the road, and it was super popular, and there were a ton of tourists there, mostly Mexicans. And I was pretty much the only gringo within like 200 miles. Okay, And so I get there, and we walk into this distillery. The The distillery was called Mal del Amor. Okay, like the, the, the curse of love, if you will, uh, rough, rough translation. Uh, and they had this tour that they offered. We went down to the fields. We saw the huge agave plants. We drank mezcal from the leaves. It was a great experience. We actually got into this truck that was made, in, uh, made to look like a giant barrel. And they were playing this crazy music, like traditional music the whole time and everybody was jamming out and they were pouring mezcal and everybody was drunk by the end of it. Amazing experience. I highly recommend it. Get yourself to Oaxaca and go to a little village called Santiago Matatlan and the distillery is called Mal de Amor. And uh, they do actually sell that mezcal here in the United States, uh, but it's under a different mark. Uh, It's called uh, Illegal. So if you go to the liquor store and you look for mezcal, And you see a little orange label that's called illegal Uh, that actually comes from the mal de amor distillery in santiago mataban anyway i digress so after we did the tour down to the fields for the agave they took us through a tour of how mezcal is made and it is in uh, the best way i can describe it is it's an artisanal liquor okay it's it's not made in huge quantities uh, and it's made following a very traditional process, and they haven't really changed it in hundreds of years. One of the first things that they do is they take the agave, they chop off all of the leaves, uh, and they chop up the, the head, if you will. Uh, they call it the piña, or the pineapple, because it kind of looks like a pineapple. So they take the piña, and they chop it up, and they start a fire underground And they throw some rocks in there so that the rocks heat up. And then they chop, they toss all of the piña in, and then they bury it for like three days. And so they bury it because what that does is it kind of softens it up and tenderizes it, roasts it a little bit, kind of like uh, I've never been to Hawaii, but, you know, they do the pig roast thing where they stick the pig in the ground. It's kind of like that, okay? So uh, they, they stick it in the ground for three days, and then they move all the dirt away and they pull the piña out and it's, and it's kind of really tender and they stick it into a, uh, like a, a big vat for another few days so that it can ferment. And as it's fermenting, uh, you can actually, it turns sweet. It, it creates this kind of, uh, it, it, I can't think of the word, but it basically turns into sugar. And you can taste it, and it's kind of like a little bit sweet to the taste. Um, it, actually, it's a mix between like really sweet, like uh, if you've ever had, um, you know, honey, like honey in your in water, it's like a mix between that and, let's say, just, you know, whatever sludge is left over from the dumpster. <laughs> it's kind of a very bizarre mix between those two flavors. Uh, and so they take the, um, they take this kind of sour mash. At that point and they stick it into some barrels uh, for further fermenting and then they put that mash into these clay pots and they very very slowly cook it and they put some water in there Uh, and that water and the mash they mix together and they create alcohol and so when you're when you're heating it up they go through, and the, the alcohol evaporates before the water. And so that's how the distilling process works. So this alcohol turns into vapor. It passes through the mash. They'll put like a turkey or something in there and it passes through the turkey. It picks up all this flavor and then it recondenses into this other giant vat and becomes mezcal. That's pretty much, uh, you know, change, change the, uh, the fruit to corn. And that's how whiskey is made. Uh, change the location and the uh uh, the makeup of the uh, the still and that's how tequila is made it's pretty much how every liquor is made i don't know anything about vodka but that's probably how vodka is made too now why am i telling you all this mezcal takes a really long time to make um you don't have to age it forever, but the process is very slow. It's very cumbersome. They cannot do it in large quantities. Every uh, distillery for mezcal is super artisanal. They are very limited on the amount of bottles that they can create. And while I was watching this process at the Mal del Mor, uh, I I walked into the barrel room and they had all these barrels of the mash. And I saw the very... First barrel that I saw. First of all, there was a uh, some very hilarious uh, uh, mural of Donald Trump on the outside. Um, they're not huge fans of Donald Trump in Mexico. Just I don't know if you knew that, but uh, I'll I'll spare you. You can you can Google it and see what it says. But uh, yeah, they don't they don't really like him too much. And um, anyway, so you walk inside, and there's a barrel, and on it it has two words, sin prisa. That's all it says in bold letters, big, bold capital letters, sin prisa, uh, which basically means a, a literal translation would be without hurry. Uh, so not rushing. I'm not in a hurry. Okay. That's a that's a rough way to, to understand what that means. And so I saw that and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, we're not in a hurry. We're going to take our time. We're going to get this right. Cool. I can get behind that. And it makes a lot of sense because this is a slow process and it's just, there's nothing efficient at all about it. And so that stuck in my head. Uh, It didn't have a huge impact, but it definitely stuck in my head. I'm like, yeah, I love that. I love that it said that. And then I'm walking around and then I get to the back of the room. Now these barrels, there was another barrel with writing on it. These barrels were not together. They weren't next to each other. You had to remember the first thing that you saw and then you get to the next one and the next one said pero sin pausa but we're not stopping so the first one said we're not in a rush and then the last one said but we're not stopping and that hit me hard that hit me so hard uh, I wasn't ready for it actually you know and my Spanish is pretty good you know and and it doesn't it doesn't quite uh it doesn't quite hit the same in English as it did in Spanish. Uh and so for those of you who speak Spanish, sin prisa, pero sin pausa. Like that's profound, man. In English it's, you know, hey, I'm not in a rush, but I'm not going to stop either. That's pretty good too, but it's just like one of those things like I got chills at that moment when I saw that second barrel. Like you had to actually piece two and two together. They didn't even put those barrels next to each other. We're not in a rush, but we're not going to stop. And I thought to myself, that is such a strong phrase, such a strong statement, such a beautiful way to live a life. I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing, but I'm not going to stop either. I'm not giving up. And I want to think about all of the times that I've rushed to get somewhere only to quit. Or I've taken my time but given up before I got to where I was going. Or maybe I never even started to begin with. And so it strikes this perfect balance of, you know, if you're always in a rush, you get exhausted and you run out of energy. And If you give up at any point, especially too soon, you're not able to really enjoy the fruits of your labor. And so that message is so deep to me that I am finding a way. I have not done it yet, uh, but I am going to find a way to get that tattooed onto my body. It means so much to me. And it's one of those things sometimes when life is happening to you, or you observe something that's happening in your life, it has such a deep impact on you that you want to remember it forever, and you want to scream it from the highest mountaintops and make sure that everybody feels the effect that you felt at the time. And this is my moment. My moment is seeing a barrel in a little pueblito in Oaxaca, Mexico, that said, sin prisa. And then a couple of minutes later, seeing another one that said, pero sin pausa. We're not in a hurry. but we're not going to stop either. What's your path? What are you doing right now? What are you steadily getting up every single day and focusing on? Not in a hurry. But you don't have any intention on stopping until you get to or well past your destination. What is that thing for you? I want you to think about it. That's going to do it for this episode of The Do Zone. I appreciate you being here. I want to make sure and ask you to subscribe. Tell a friend about The Do Zone podcast. I would love to increase my impact on the world and get more people to really think about being intentional about what they're doing and making sure they're taking action consistently. Sin prisa, pero sin pausa. Until next time, go do something. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at the do zone also keep the five star written reviews coming over on itunes that helps new people find the show hear it and get themselves into the do zone as well and always remember the road to success is paved with imperfect action so what are you waiting for (laughs) go do something already see you next time